Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a community in Los Angeles that is all about the person and the message of Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, liking, even sharing this message means the world to us. And every first Sunday of the month, we thank all of the givers, all of the partners, all of the people that tithe at Zoe. Thank you so much for everybody that's helping us get the message of God around the world. You can go to our website and give there if you'd like. We are today starting a brand new series called Rejected. And we are rejecting the lies that we have been told and replacing them with God's truth. We're going to jump in to this first week's installment. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 8. Let's go. John 8, this is amazing. This is Jesus talking, so it's, 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 in, uh, it's in black text probably or white text on the screen, but in, the, in our Bible it would be red text. This is Jesus. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me. Because I have come to you from God. This, again, this is Jesus. He said, I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? This sounds like me talking to my children. It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil. Whoa, this is aggressive language, Jesus. And you love to do the evil things he, he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He always hated the truth. Because there is no truth in him, when he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar, and he is the father of lies. So lying is his natural language. Lying is his natural tongue. He speaks lionese. Oh, come on, that was good. I, that, just, that just came to me. I didn't rehearse that. I didn't say it in front of the mirror. That was just, that's, just, that's just straight up improv. Lionese, get some. Let's go. When, he's, when he lies, that's just his natural life. He's the father of lies, and he hates truth. So you need to know there is one that shouts truth into your ear. There is one that speaks only truth to you. That's why Jesus said in the same chapter, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. So there's one that wants to tell you the truth of who you are, the truth of where you're growing, the truth of your past, the truth of your identity. By the way, at this church, we believe in absolute truth. The absolute truth that you and I are looking for cannot be found on social media. It cannot be found in opinion. It is not in our podcast. It is not in some book that somebody wrote. It is from the B-I-B-L. Don't make me preach. That's why the Bible says in 1 Peter, watch as it comes on the screen, 1 Peter 1, all flesh is as grass. And the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass can wither. The flower can fall away. But the word of the Lord, it endures forever. So I'm not building my life on opinion. I'm building my life on truth. The truth about culture. The truth about morality. The truth about money. And I don't listen to the voice of a liar. I listen to the voice of truth. Jesus said, I'm going to shout truth to you. I'm going to speak truth to you. I'm going to give you something to build your family on, your children on, your marriage on, your business on. Everything else fades. Everything else falls. Everything else is here today, gone tomorrow. Everything else is a fad. Everything else is trendy, not God's word. It said it could, everything else could fade, but the word of the Lord will last forever. 
Come on, clap together, Zoe. Clap together, Zoe family. Let's get excited about truth today. So you need to reject the lie and replace it with truth. You have been lied to long enough. You have been lied to about who you are and where you're going and what you've done for long enough. We reject the lies of the enemy. The Bible actually says in this way in Ephesians 6. It says, take the shield of faith, the shield of truth. Take the shield of faith so that you can guard yourself from the fiery arrows. When the enemy throws fiery arrows at your life, do you know what he throws? He throws lies. He throws lies. Lies to you about your friends. Lies to you about your family. Lies to you about church. He doesn't throw demonstrative lies. He throws in sneaky lies. Questioning lies. Just a little subtle lie. Just a, maybe a question. Do you really have to tithe? Do you really have to wait until you're married? Do you really have to be involved in church? Do you really have to be kind? Do you really, come on, man, you really, you have to serve God? They're blessed you just come. You don't got to serve. It's just subtle lies that if we don't replace them, can lead us down a path where you're like, how did I end up here? Why do I hate others? And most importantly, why do I hate myself? Why am I so mad? Why am I so disappointed? Why am I so frustrated? Why am I so on edge? It's because you have been led down a path of deception and you must replace it with God's truth. See, we're not just rejecting a lie, we're replacing it with truth. Truth of what God says. Now, I want to talk to you today, installment number one, right down the title. It's called Rejecting the Lie That You Are Not Enough. And I want to tell you today that you are enough. I don't know if anybody's told you lately, but you're doing better than you think you are. I don't know if anybody told you lately, but there are more people that are for you than against you. I don't know if anybody's told you lately, but God has a plan for your life. I don't know if you woke up this morning smiling and excited, but you should because God is a good God. And God is a for you and a with you God. Is there anybody excited today that I am enough because he is enough? In fact, I want to give you three questions to ask yourself on this first installment, this first message of this series. Write down, I got three questions for you to ask. Write down number one, what is enough? So if you're wondering, I, I'm not enough, well, let's just, let's make a clear definition. What is enough? What is enough in your life? What is enough money for you to be happy? What is enough followers for you to be content? What is enough community for you to feel loved? Let's just define, first of all, what is enough? Because I think we should start here. I want to tell you right now, you are enough, kind of. But if we're being honest, no, you're not. Let's be, you're not enough. You are not enough of a man or a woman to fulfill the mother you're called to be or the wife you're called to be or the business leader you're called. You are not enough. You are not enough to be the father. You are not enough to be a great husband. You are not enough. But listen, in Christ, you are more than enough. That's why the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. In my own accord, I am a joker. 
In my own accord, I don't have a chance in heck. In my own accord, there's no way I can fulfill it. But when I tap into my God ability and I tap into my God strength, all of a sudden I can do things that in my own, I I can't forgive on my own. I can't be generous on my own. I can't be kind on my own. I can't be faithful on my own. No, but when I get a hold of God, I can do, he takes ordinary people and allows them to do extraordinary things. Oh, I love this. Let me just go there in the Bible. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Not that, I ever, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. That's called lifestyle of Los Angeles. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty one. With plenty or with little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So listen, listen. On your own, you cannot do it. But when you get a hold of God and you confess your dependence on a higher power, you start realizing, I am not a hero. I'm closer to a zero. And I need help. I need God. And when I start to realize I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, I already have enough. I have more than enough. Come on, clap if you're excited that you already have. I want to convince you today. Everything you need, you already have. Everything you need, you already have. What is enough? Because Paul's like, I've had a lot, and I've had a little, and I was content with either. Because it's that old saying, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. If I've got God, I'm good. The, the, the enough that I'm looking for cannot be found in a fiduciary reality. It cannot be summarized into a position or title. It cannot be distilled into proximity. The, the, the thing I'm looking for actually is God. And if I've got God, I'm more than enough. See, if you need stuff to add on top of God, you're going to struggle your whole life. If you need, I got God, but I also need this blessing, and I need this favor, and I need this hookup, and I need this promotion, and I need this person, you're going to struggle. But Jesus plus nothing equals everything allows you to walk in contentment where you can say, I'm, I already have enough. Come on, if you're excited that you already have enough today, start letting your spirit and your, your heart and your faith and your face even know it. See, a lot of times we, we deal with an inferiority complex. We feel inferior to others and we compare our lives to theirs. And we look at their life, we're like, oh gosh, they clearly have enough meanwhile they're in their house going i am not enough but we look at other people and we're like they've got enough and they've got enough and they've got enough comparison is the thief of joy the greatest way for you to get happy for you to get excited about your life reject the lie that you need more to be happy i don't need more i have more I don't need mass, mass amounts of money, mass amounts of fame, mass amounts of stuff, mass amounts of, of love. No, I've already got Jesus. I've got more than enough. I'm going to heaven. What else could I want? When, I, when the first church I worked at was in El Monte, and when I was like 19 years old, we used to have to wear a suit 
to church. And I used to, I'll never forget this one elder. They had like 24 elders, like it was like Book of Revelation. And um, I'll never forget what this one elder. I love to say hi to him, Jessica, one day. She was in that church. And I know Jessica, she's about sixth grade. And, and this one elder in the church, he, I used to come up to him every Sunday because I just love he had a planned response. I love old people have planned responses. So I'd ask this one elder every Sunday, hey, how you doing? And never forget, every Sunday he'd go, huh, live in America, going to heaven, can't be better. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> He's like, pound it. What's enough? What's enough for you? Because if you're looking for that, oh, if I get that, once I get there, have you noticed that every time you identified what you thought you needed to be happy and you got it, you were still left discontent? Oh, I thought I would, I thought I'd feel better. I thought I'd be happier than this. How come I still feel the same? Because it's only God that can make you more than enough. It's only God that can fulfill you with great contentment. It's only the Prince of Peace that can give you peace. It's only the one that gives joy that can give you true joy. He is the author and he is the source. That's why we have to listen. I don't have too big of an idea about who I am, but I don't have too small of an idea of who I am. You have to have a little bit of self-awareness, which comes from God-awareness. The way that you can measure your life right is if you measure your God right. But if you don't see God correctly, you'll never see self correctly. If I see God as good, then I see myself as good. If I see God as the one that blesses me, I'll see myself as blessed. Oh, I love Romans. Watch what Paul says, Romans chapter 12. He says, for the by grace of given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So he's saying, don't get all cocky and think that you're all that, but don't get all down in the gutter and think you're the worst of the worst. Have an appropriate faith that God is for you. When you see yourself right, you'll be happy. When you see yourself right, you'll be happy for others. But it's only when jealousy, greed, envy, it's only when you get discontent that you're like, how come they get this? How come they got that? God seems to be loving everybody. How come I'm forsaken? How come? No, no, you got to get a correct view of God. You get a correct view of self. I just love this because everybody in the Bible, nobody was perfect. Everybody in the scriptures, they had issues just like you. Let me just see your hand, even in your house. If you have an issue, let me just see your hand. Just hold on, let me put both hands. Let me just show you some guys in the Bible. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Help me, God. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair, don't care, and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. May that never happen at Zoe Church. Jo Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. John the Baptist ate bugs and Peter denied Christ. If God did great things for them, God could do great things for you. Somebody clap and thank him today. I may have an issue, but I've got God. What's enough? What's enough? 
Some of you are waiting until your issue goes away for you to feel qualified. You are underqualified. You are underdeveloped. You are disqualified. But by the grace of God, you are who you are. But by the grace of God, you are. You, somebody ought to praise him today. Like God's been better than you deserve and greater than you can imagine. What's enough? What's enough? I saw a video this last week of this guy. He's a financial expert, and he was talking about how much money you should make. And this guy, quoting this guy, he said, if I made $400,000 a year, I couldn't even look my wife in the eye. I wouldn't be a man. I was thinking to myself, we have different definitions of enough. For him, he's saying, this is not even enough. What are you saying? What's enough? What's enough? For you to give God praise. For you to give your whole life to Jesus and serve him. What is enough? Because God's always shouting, I'm the one that loves you. I'm the one that provides for you. I'm the one that shows mercy. Oh, look, look what he says in Isaiah. I love this. Isaiah 46. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you. I will care for you. I will carry you along and I will save you. If I got that guy, I'm good. If I've got the guy that says, I'm going to be faithful before you were born, I will shower in you. In your white hairs, I will shower in you. I'm going to be faithful. All Come on, clap if you're thankful. I've got God. I don't need anything else. Maybe you have an issue. Welcome to the club. Maybe you're not perfect. There is no perfect person. Maybe you've got things you're trying to overcome. Attitudes, issues, addictions. We're all under construction. But one thing we do have is we have Jesus. And Jesus plus nothing equals everything. So the first question is, what is enough? The second question, write down number two, is who do, you, who do I listen to? Who are you entertaining? Who, 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 who gets to call the shots? Because a lot of us, we are confessing we believe in Jesus, but Jesus is not the main influence in our life. And if we're being honest, we have more influences that are leading us down roads of barrenness, Roads of destruction, roads of unsatisfaction, and it's because we are, listen, I'm not asking you which voice you hear, I'm asking which voice you follow, because I hear lies, how about you? I hear the serpent saying to me, Chad, you're not good enough, Chad, you're never going to do this, Zoe's never going to buy a building, you're never going to be able to accomplish this, you're never going to grow calf muscles. That is the voice of truth. In that situation, it's the voice of truth. i got to acknowledge truth when it's truth. It's the voice of truth. <laughs> but watch this. We, we scroll, and we scroll, and the lies just flood. Now, we believe in Jesus, but what voice are you following? In, in other words, do you give God time to speak into your ear? Do you give God the number one influence in your life? Because the reality is you are a sum total of your influences. 
And you are so impressionable, aren't you? Have you come to grips with how impressionable you are? You could have a dinner with a couple and they could start saying this, that, and the other and it could sway you one way. You could hear a comment about a friend and just sway you. Somebody could uh, make an acknowledgement about your fashion or your friends. It could sway you. You're impressionable and so am I. And I've got to determine not which voices I hear. I have to make a decision which voice I'll follow. Jesus said, my sheep will recognize my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. I've got to make sure I'm hearing the voice of comfort, the voice of love, the voice of wisdom. Clap if you understand what I'm talking about. I got to follow God, the shepherd's voice. This last week, we, or a couple weeks ago, we got a call from my son's school, my six-year-old. And the teachers uh, said, uh, Maverick's fine. My six-year-old, Ma Maverick's fine. I was like, uh-oh. They start with, he's fine. Something else happened, though. Maverick's fine. But a kid dared him to put his head in the toilet. And so he did it as a dare, but he's okay. So my question was, no, so nobody forced him to. Nobody, because I was expecting somebody put his head in the toilet. They just dared this man, and he did it. Like, just the dare was enough. Nobody was like, if you don't do it, I'm going to take away your jello pack. Nobody said that. They just dared him, and he was like, I'm in. I said, son, whose voice are you going to follow? You can't listen to Mateo. Mateo going to get you in trouble, man. Mateo is sent from the enemy to take you off God's path and God's plan. I'm trying to teach my son what God is still trying to teach you, and that's follow the right voice. Don't follow the voice of question. Don't follow the voice of cynicism. Don't follow the voice of double standard. This is what happens. People start to entertain crazy stuff, and they're like, maybe I'll be happy, happier with a divorce. Maybe divorce, I, I don't want the conf confines of this marriage. I don't want to be frustrated with this person anymore. And they, they entertain this, and then they indulge in it. And you watch them five years later, they're worse. They're not better. They're not happier. They're not more fulfilled. They're not more excited about life. They're in depression. They're in destruction because it's listening to the lie. No, I hear God saying something better. No, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. What is enough and whose voice are you willing to follow? I love Judges chapter 6. Go to verse 12 in your Bible. Judges chapter 6. There's a guy in the Bible. His name is Gideon. And in the Old Testament, this is where we've landed with Judges. So under Moses, Moses got Israel out of slavery. Under Joshua, he got him into the promised land. And now God has set up and appointed these judges to execute and rule and to reign great decisions for the people of God. But the people of God... In the Old Testament, they dealt with the same cycle that you and I deal with. They would serve God for a time, start to follow the wrong voice, get down a path of destruction, get totally demoralized, and then in tears come back to God and God would restore them. Does that sound similar? So this time... The people that have crushed them are the Midianites. Gideon is one of the people of Israel. 
He's hiding out in a wine press. God shows up to this nobody. And through an angel, God speaks. And he says to Gideon, put it on the screen, Judges 6, 12, Gideon, you mighty man of valor, I am with you. Gideon's hiding out in the wine press. He's like, who are you calling mighty man of valor? You, you, you talking to the wrong dude. And <laughs> it's funny. Oh, you with us. You ever look at your circumstance and be like, oh, yeah, so God, this is you being with me. Well, thank God I tithe. Gideon, you mighty man of valor, I am with you. Gideon wanted to be like, liar. See, a lot of us, the reason why we struggle is because we're looking at our circumstance. And that doesn't match up with our God. And so we see bad circumstance must mean bad God. See, the only reason why you can change your perspective on your circumstance is if you have a good God. For you, God. With you, God. Whose voice will you listen to? Gideon, you mighty man of valor. He's like, I've never been to Orange Theory. <laughs> I am with you. So I think sometimes we need to hear God say great things over our life. But we're too busy entertaining deception, lie. See, the thing about the serpent is, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says that the serpent was more crafty than any other animal was cunning. And the serpent comes and knows he doesn't lie to Eve, just kind of deceives Eve, creeps into Eve like, oh, what's up? <laughs> Where you been? So how come you ain't eating from this tree? This was crazy. <laughs> and then he always goes like, did he really say you can't eat from that tree? Come on, man. And all of a sudden you and I are like, yeah, did he really say that? Does the Bible really say that? Does God really say that? And all of a sudden, we're living a life that's like, ah, how did I get out here? I'm not asking you which voice you hear. I'm asking you, which voice do you follow? What's enough? Whose voice will you follow? Third thing, would you write it down? Worship team, come join me. I love this last question. Am I living the life God intended me to live? Am I living the life God intended me to live? Because I think when I reject the lie and I replace it with God's truth, it allows me to begin to walk down a path that's filled with God's truths and blessings. Psalm 23, maybe the most famous portion of Scripture outside of John 3, 16. John, uh, Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus plus nothing is everything. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul that's weary. 
He leads me down paths of righteousness for his namesake. Wait, hold on, hold on. He leads me down paths of righteousness for my namesake, right? You know, so that I got a good name and I'm living a good life. No, no, no. He leads me down paths of righteousness for his namesake because at the end of the day, when you do good, it makes God look good. When you, when you do well, God will do well. When you do well, everybody say, God must have helped you because I know you're nobody and I know the family you're from and I knew who you were in high school and I know your issues. So if you're doing great, God must be great. Give him a praise today. He leads me. He leads me. I wonder, is God leading you? Is God leading you? Has God arrested your life and said, you don't live for you anymore. You don't live for your plan and your kingdom and your world. You're living for me now. He leads me by green pastures. He leads me by still waters. God doesn't lead you into chaos. God doesn't lead you into confusion. God doesn't lead you into depression. God does not lead you into these things that cause all kinds of self-infliction. He leads you into abundance. Who's been lying to you? telling you you'll be happy you'll be miserable you do that how you gonna give your life to God and serve man how you gonna give your life to God and serve yourself you'll be miserable whose voice have you been listening to Oh, I pray today that you reject the lie. I don't need what culture has. I've seen what culture has. I want none of it. I want what God has for my life. I want what God has for my kids. I want what God has for Zoe. Give them a praise right there. Give them a praise in your house. If you're thankful, I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Are you living the life you've been called to live? You've been called to live a life for God. You've been called to live for something bigger than yourself. Don't you live the lie that money will fulfill you? Trips and all kinds of stuff will fill your cup? Serving God. Dying to self. Living for Jesus will make you happier than anything in the world. Ephesians chapter 3 sorry chapter 4 therefore I beg you I'm begging you today Zoe I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God I beg you Zoe live a life worthy of your calling you'll never live the life that you've been called to live listening to the lie you'll only live the life you're called to live by listening to the voice of truth my father came and spoke to our staff this last week what a privilege and an honor my parents have been serving God faithfully for four decades, 40 plus years of faithful ministry. And it was an honor to have them. And my dad preached a great message to our staff about calling. He's talking about calling. He said the number one question every person must answer. What are you called to do? And the second one, how do I walk out my calling? I want to ask you, what are you called to do today? called to entertainment called to politics called to be a teacher called to be a doctor called to be a lawyer what has God called you to do in this season and how do you walk out your calling the thing that God has for you today is nothing but abundance Jesus said I am the way I am the truth and I am the life I pray today that you reject those lies those lies that have plagued you and bogged you burdened you and defeated you can you just kind of I don't know if I can go another day no when God's truth gets in you oh I can run the good race oh I can fight the good fight oh I can finish the thing that God has in front of me come on lift a hand to heaven Jesus we thank you today that you're a good